All right, welcome everybody. This is the Present Tense Podcast. My name is Matt. My name is Andre. Uh, so this is our first episode. Uh, bear with us. We're uh, pretty nervous and awkward, have no idea what the hell we're doing, <laughs> but we're going to figure it out as we go. Uh, I thought just first off, we could start with what, you know, the reason that we're doing this, our motivations, why we wanted to, um, and kind of what that name Present Tense means uh, to both of us. So Andre, let you go ahead and jump in and go for it. Well, let me start off by saying thank you, Matt. Um, thank you for setting this up. This was both of our kind of goals, but we spoke a lot about it in the past, and Matt had, you know, kind of given me that motivation to want to do this. So thank you. I tried it myself, but it sucks. So it's way better. It's way better with him. <laughs> so um, present tense. Um, Matt and myself, we're very spiritual, energetic beings. And um, over the last couple of years, I've been really focusing on focusing in on being in the present, um, really being in the moment, being grounded. And so present tense for me is just in that moment, what are you feeling? Talking about it, acting about it. Um, it really... It's my way of kind of letting it out, just speaking things and having these deep, in-depth conversations with my friends and my colleagues and my peers. So um, that's what present tense means for me, just just being there, being in the now, not worrying about the future, not necessarily worrying about the past, just right now, who are you and what are you feeling? How about you, Matt? Uh, I think for me, a lot, a lot of the same stuff. Just, just really being in the present moment and finding the joy there. Because I, I think I notice whenever I'm feeling tense or tight or stressed, it's because I'm thinking about something that hasn't happened yet or something that already happened. Uh, and I, I've just been very much helped by you know, like Andre said, with the, the meditations and uh, being a little more spiritual and being more aware of that. It doesn't cause those things to go away, but if I'm in the present moment, I'm aware of what my brain's doing when I'm getting stressed and when I'm getting worked up and when I'm getting, you know, tense or upset with somebody. I'm able to be at least aware of what I'm doing, and I can bring myself back to that present moment a little bit quicker. So just always having that in mind, like just where am I right now? What is happening right now? Um, a lot of what helps me is just always being conscious of the the feeling that I'm experiencing. So, like, you know, the common thing in meditation is always, like, pay attention to your breath. So that's always an easy one to do. So for me, sometimes it's just sometimes staring at the the texture of the leaf on a tree or feeling, you know, on this, this table that we're sitting at right now, just, just feeling the texture of, of my hand on that table or the feeling of my foot on the floor and just always using that to bring me back to where I'm actually at and kind of help remove or at least separate myself from that stress or that issue that I'm feeling. Um, I think for me a lot, and, and we'll get into this later, but um, the religion I was raised in and kind of a lot of my childhood was a lot of judgment-based things. And so for me, letting go of that and always being in the present moment kind of really helps me to free myself from that, even though I still get caught up in it really easy. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's that's the main part, just just feeling free 
And that being in the moment allows that freedom, allows, allows love, allows just joy in, in life. And that's where I'm happiest and that's where I'm, I'm at my best and that's where I want to be as much as I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's why we felt it was a, a good name to, to go with. Uh, I know for, for both of us, podcasting or podcast, listening to podcasts has been a huge influence in, in, in both of our lives. Uh, I know we both have a little background story on that. So uh, I'll let you go ahead and just kind of explain like what, what podcasts mean to you and kind of what you want to do with this one. So I used to always just listen to sports podcasts as... Matt knows I am. I, we still listen to plenty of those, fan. by the way. Like, yes. Don't, don't <laughs> yes. listen to this stuff all the time. Listen to fun stuff, too. <laughs> that has not changed one bit, <laughs> especially for the diehard New York fan that I am. So, um, no, but recently, over the last couple of years, I just started listening to more self help stuff, um, more daily, daily news, just seeing what's going on out there in the world. Um, just to one of the words you used in your description of the podcast is awareness. I just I just want to be fully aware of everything. So podcast, I mean, I, just, I, I love it. I zone out. I block everything out. And I'm just in that present listening to the podcast, listening to the speaker or the interviewee and just um, just hearing what they have to say. Um, my niece wants to be a psychologist and she had told me one time like it just it's amazing Mm. people's thoughts and how everybody's thoughts are different and so for me like that kind of opened up that perspective of like yeah that's crazy like you think a completely different way than i think on a Mm. daily basis or about a different topic or whatever so just hearing people experts or non-experts just open up and talk about you know what their expertise is or what their feelings are. Um, I just, I, I really enjoy that. I really enjoy people and learning about people and learning about things. So that's awesome. Yeah. I think for me, it was just, I, uh, I started listening to podcasts maybe like 10 years ago, something like that. And like you said, it's just, there's so many different ideas, different perspectives, different thoughts that I'd never been exposed to before. Mm-hmm. And, Part of what I listened to helped get me on you know, the kind of the, the spiritual path that you know we're both trying to walk now. Uh, what it was something that I had no clue, no idea of, and I heard a couple things, and it just piqued my interest and, and, and helped me to dive deeper into that. So I'm super grateful for podcasts because I feel it's just it's a free platform for people to express opinions, perspective, views, beliefs that we're not going to find on on a cable channel or on on mainstream radio. And there's just, there's a different type of honesty and comfortability that comes with just being able to sit here and talk with your friend mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, being on a segment of something. Um, and like you said, different perspective, different ideas. And I enjoy even listening to things that I might not agree with, but it still it challenges my brain to be more open mm-hmm. to everything. So if I'm listening to something that's like, oh, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Hmm. I can either ch- I can challenge myself to kind of go through the process of does that actually make sense? Am I just stuck in my old beliefs, or do I actually not agree with that? And, and I'm now I'm more confident in my beliefs, so it helps me be more open always to anything. So when someone has a different, I mean, just in conversation, if I meet someone at work or wherever that has a different opinion or thought than me, 
it helps me to be less judgmental with that. Cause like, Oh, I'm, I'm more open to someone else's idea and I don't need to judge that as right or wrong. <laughs> you know? Yes. Um, so it's helped me a lot with, with, with that. Just not being so stuck in my head of what my beliefs are and I'm right and you're wrong and, and, and that, and then, you know, we get into a lot of trouble, um, with doing that. Um, like I said, the main thing, just being able to just have that free form conversation, um, it helps me connect the dots a lot with a lot of things I listen to, with ways that I was feeling or problems that I was struggling with, and just listening to people talk about their life and their experiences. Like, oh, I'm feeling that too, and that helped me out. Or that feeling of not being alone in what I'm feeling or what I'm struggling with or what I'm going through. Because we see people on, you know, the famous people on news and things and and the celebrities and we think they've got this this perfect life all figured out and then you can, some of them will be on a, on a on a podcast and really breaking something down it's like oh they, they struggle too mm-hmm. and they they struggle with this thing or they have a stresses and problems with their marriage and their parents and their friends just like we do and that helps that helped me to not feel alone and feel like i was more in a a joined thing where we are all together and we do all struggle with the same stuff and and so I've just been helped tremendously by listening to a myriad of different podcasts and and so I wanted to to do one just you know I think it's kind of self-therapeutic for us yes <laughs> yes it definitely is that's one thing um you know Andre and I met uh, a while back he's a, a very good massage therapist and I've got a lot of um you know shoulder and neck issues um so he helped me out a lot with that and we just realized that our conversations We'd have these awesome conversations for an hour every week. Every week. Every <laughs> Friday. And we're like, we should record these. <laughs> um, and not that we know what we're doing or, or we're all intuitive and, and got mm-hmm. all our shit figured out. But just, hey, we were helped by things like this. So we thought, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll record it and maybe it, it helps someone else connect a few dots or provides, you know, like I said, that, that separation from uh, problems to self. Uh, so I think that that's kind of our go with it and however we get there or whatever avenues we take I'm sure this will change a thousand you know different times but um, that's kind of our my at least our, our overall vision for where we wanted to go and, and why we're doing our, our motivation for doing it and let me just say this is an outlet not just for us but for everybody so we want you guys to hear these conversations and know that like maybe you're feeling the same way or you know maybe you feel like Matt said completely different Please let us let us know. Be open with us. You know, everybody's got different opinions and whatnot, and we all want to we want a platform just to get it out there. So, I mean, you all are just as much a part of this as we are. So, yeah, we've all like you said, we all got different backgrounds, and Andre and I have tremendously different backgrounds. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, and just so you know, people that I'm sure the only people listening to these first couple episodes are going to be our friends and family that know us anyway. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> but just in case you know, everyone's anyone's going back and listening, we thought we would both share. A little bit about ourselves, our backstory, not so much as a history lesson, but just in keeping in line with with you know the name of our of the podcast in the present tense. So we want to share our background so you kind of have a little bit of idea of where we come from, what we've been through, but we want to focus more on the things that caused us to change because we were both on kind of a trajectory that um well, we'll go into detail, but it, it wouldn't have gotten us here if we just stayed on that. <laughs> Not at all. Could have went left instead of right. <laughs> <laughs> or could have just stayed straight ahead. Yes. Um, so we, we both wanted to share a little bit of that. Um, Andre's going to go first and kind of go through his, and we'll kind of unpack his his, uh, his story a little bit. And then uh, and then I'll do uh, I'll do mine after that. But uh, 
I'll let you kind of kind of roll through and, and give us a little background and, and your history and, and why you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so my name is Andre, Andre Nelson. I'm from Norwalk, Connecticut, uh, born and raised, been here in Amoda, San Diego about five and a half years ago. Um, it was always a dream of mine um, since high school. I'll get into that later, but he's even wearing a California hat right now. He's fully <laughs> my friends back home will tell you I, I I've changed. They they noticed the calm in me. I used to be I used to go by the name Drama Dre, you know. Uh, so <laughs> that one should get a couple of laughs if you know me. But um, no, um, I grew up. Um, you know, the area I grew up in was a little rough. Um, it it was easy for me because of all the factors um, and for having good parents, uh, great parents, actually, that made sure to keep me out of, you know, situations. But, um, um, yeah, no, my mom, she kept me in um, sports often. Uh, I was doing probably... Three sports at a time, almost year round, even though we had cold weather. But um, yeah, she kept me away from the the bad in the neighborhood. Now, don't get me wrong; I love where I grew up. It built character. I'm sure. strong as hell because of it. Yeah, you know, um, I've got friendships and brotherhoods that you know last forever, and I still talk to them. That's one of the things about me. Um, very loyal, just all about my friends and family. That means a lot to me. So. Um, nothing against, you know, my neighborhood. I love it. I, it made me. So, <laughs> uh, in school, I was a little, eh, I don't know how to say it, but basically I was a teacher's pet, I guess you can okay. say. Right. Um, I, I did enjoy school. I enjoyed it. Uh, I was a little too good in it at first where... You know, I didn't think I needed to be around the other kids because I picked up things faster and had a great memory. Was that like grade school right now? This was in grade school, yeah. This was early on elementary style. I actually got kicked out of my first preschool. Oh, oh, congratulations. That's hard to do. (laughs) Very hard to do. They did not want to. Um, My mom had to call out of work a bunch to come check me because I might have sing a song with quite a few curse words or not let the kids <laughs> nap during napping hour. Yeah, I was that guy. But uh no, I was just I I was a lot more intelligent back then, I feel like, as a kid, just you know, not afraid of consequences or anything. So um but yeah, she got me into school that also set me on the right path. I uh, a lot of the teachers I had, a lot of the classmates I had, who became friends, obviously they they helped you know send me in one way or another. Where I could have been a class clown and just not gave a shit, and you know just went about it like that. And I didn't want to do that, so um, I want to make mom proud. When you say like rough neighborhood and where you, where you came out of, I mean you know, whatever you're comfortable talking about, like what what were some of the things um, that you th- there was, there was drug dealing going on over there. There were a couple of times I was outside in the park playing with my cousins and um it was 
somewhat normal to hear a gunshot mm-hmm. go off. And, you know, those were things that no no 10, 11, 12-year-old yeah. should ever have to, you know, think about or consider. I'm 41. But, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you, you see it. You hear about it all over the world. So, I mean, it's it kind of, again, like I said, I like to listen to daily news and such. Mm-hmm. That type of stuff kind of reminds me where I came from and that, like, you know, that is a thing. That is a normal thing where you can easily just be wrong place, wrong time, just playing with your friends, you know. That's a scary thought, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, yeah, so keeping me in the sports and after school programs and all that stuff, that was that was good for me. That was great for me. And I forever appreciate my mom for that because she didn't want me to, you know, fall into that lifestyle. Did so. you appreciate it at the time or were you kind of maybe peeking at it a bit? Um, you know, it was a different time, even though it was what 20 years ago <laughs> it's crazy um it was a different time so i i appreciated it because she she let me hang with my friends that's all i really cared about mm-hmm. i um i didn't mind the sports because i loved the sports mm-hmm. but i wanted to play with my friends i wanted to have at least a little bit of time once i got home from you know practice as my unwinding and she allowed that for me so i'd like to say i did appreciate it but then again, as a young boy, you don't, sure. as a young kid, as a young child, you don't, you kind of rebel against your parents, you know, like, because we just all are wired like that mm-hmm. for whatever reason. But, um, no, I appreciate, I will say, I appreciate her a thousand times more today oh, sure, yeah. than I ever did at any point growing up, even when that kind of shift happened and then happened back. Yeah. Um, I think everybody can attest to that where... We love our parents, then hate our parents, then love our parents, (laughs) then need our parents, then love our parents. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think I did appreciate it. I'd like to say I appreciated it for sure. So was there ever a point there where you were kind of like maybe deciding which way to go or or was it always, did did mom always just kind of keep you on the straight path and not give you the Uh, option to go, to go that route? So, I will say, um, there were influences, um, a lot of my stories will come from stories about, you know, my experiences and my friends and family, sure. so I, I won't say any names, but, you know. He's got a lot um, of family, too, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I had, I had certain influences in my life that were on the other side of the fence, and not that they were bad people. They were all great people, sure. you know, but um, just had negative influence for what I, you know, maybe thought I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you see that, but at the same time, like I said, thankful that my mom got me into sports. I was protected from those same influences by those same influencers okay. um, where they wouldn't have let me cross that line of you know um was that kind of negative kind of dark energy that you could feel from that could you feel that at an early age like where i mean even though you might not have known what it was did you did you definitely notice like oh that's a was there was there any kind of a feeling like that i like to say there were times not as aware as i am now sure. not as in touch as i am now yeah. energetically and spiritually but um there were times 
So I'm not going to say I knew it or felt it, but I questioned it. Okay. I questioned it. And that's something I did do all throughout as a young at a young age. I questioned things. I um always weighed the consequences versus the payoff, I guess. Okay. Um and I I'd like to think that helped me a lot um today mm-hmm. just because you know it, it takes a split second to make a wrong decision. Sure. So yeah, it was it was it could have went left with certain influences. Um I think for me what woke me up was when a couple of those influences had slipped up and went to prison and um you know between that and we lost a lot of people we still continue to lose a lot of friends and family back home um just for the craziest reasons i probably know you know at least 25 people since i've been in a freshman in high school that have passed away that have been close or you know everybody knew from home or Mm -hmm. whatever so there were some dark times where I drank a lot mm. when I was um, probably from high school, and it just gradually more and more. Yeah. But uh, me and my friends, we liked to party, but not just partying. Um, to cope with things, that was my outlet was drinking. And how old were you when you started doing that? Um, I was drinking freshman year, but res- like res- within reason, you yeah. know. Um, the one thing, my mom and I had a lot of trust amongst each other. So mm. I just tell her I'm going to a party. Mm. And, you know, she's like, who are you going with? Like, just give me some details. I'm sure. not going to, you know, be all over you. But give me some details so I know. And so, like, just her having that trust in me just mm. so that I didn't have to sneak out like other friends. Like, yeah. that was enough for me to be like, all right, I'm not going to I'm not gonna be that guy, you know. Mm. Um until I became that guy. <laughs> and so, you know, I laugh now, but um, there were times I wasn't proud of. I, uh, Yeah, I'd love to take back if I could. They're great stories, you know, but was it worth it? Weighing that consequence versus pros? No, it wasn't. But um, That's an interesting part, though, because, you know, I feel like with a lot of my stuff, too, it's like we know... We look back at it now and say, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have made a different choice. But in that moment, you were doing the best you could. Mm-hmm. And those things that did happen, part of that, at least, is what shaped you to get you here. So so were those mistakes? Were those were those the wrong decisions? Yeah. You know, that's, that's, yeah. that's the, you know, the, the question we got, right? So that's, that's, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And to pick up right back there is... Uh, my mistake came when I had to not go to prison, but go to jail for a couple of days for a weekend. It was just a weekend. Well, it was about four days, actually. Um, and that, on top of my influences getting caught up in their stuff, that was my wake-up call. That was when I was like, this is out of control. This is This should not be happening. Mm-hmm. Um, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> and 
I think from that moment on, I made a promise to myself to, you know, make my family look good, first of all. Like, nobody wants to have that family member mm-hmm. that's being talked about around right. town, especially my town, which was, it's in number, it's not small, but everybody knows everybody, mm-hmm. you know. So if something happens, everybody hears about sure. it. So I just wanted to... um protect my family name and then just change as a person. I knew it wasn't me. I knew I like not that I was acting out, but I just knew I knew I needed to be the person that I actually was and mm-hmm. not, you know. And a lot of people have noticed that change in me. I think um part of that is I'm just so afraid of failure, yep. you know. I um it was something about me from early age. I mean, it didn't happen sports-wise, but and I think that actually is when I turned it up in expectations of, like, succeeding. Um, when I didn't even go to college to play. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty good, you know? So, so take, um, just take it back for a second. So when, when, when you said that you knew that the things that you were doing wasn't you, so mm-hmm. did you have that, that awareness at that early of an age? Like, okay, I'm not my actions. You know, or, or were you able to separate yourself from your actions or kind of like have that observance of what you were doing as opposed to being what you were doing? Or, or was that more like when you got a chance to just kind of sit back afterwards and, and analyze that? You could, you could see that, oh, I, I'm who I am or who I want to be doesn't line up with what I'm doing. Yeah. Um... I will say that I got better with that. I didn't necessarily have that. What I did do was I was able to take my spots where I would kind of just self-reflect maybe and okay. just say, I'm here now. Four days in jail. Where do I want to be? <laughs> you know, and, and shout out to one of my friends because... um. You know, we weren't close, but I ran into him while I was in there. Yeah. And just to know somebody. Yeah. It, like, I mean, again, I, I'm, I don't want to talk about it like it's prison. I wasn't in prison, you know. Right, right, like, yeah. But to know somebody mm-hmm. that actually, you know, you can talk to, they can get you through that. Yeah. Is monumental, dude. Sure. Um, that... That helped me to kind of calm my nerves because we all see movies and shows mm-hmm. and, you know, you think one thing. Right. Um, some places probably are like that. <laughs> <laughs> Mine wasn't. Luckily, it was more like a camp, restricted camp. Okay. But, yeah. I mean, um, you know, I just didn't know what I was walking into. Yeah. And that was like, that was terrible for me, dude. I was like, what am I doing? And, and it was for DUIs. It wasn't even like I, you know, yeah. did anything physically damaging sure. to somebody, or damaging to myself, right. really. So, um, but yeah, no, I just started to self-reflect more. And so, um, eventually I started maybe going for runs on my own. Um, I'd go grab a drink and some dinner mm-hmm. alone, watch a football game, Monday night football or you know, something along those lines, mm-hmm. catch a movie by myself, just things where I got to be by myself and be okay with being by myself. I think um, 
anybody who knows me, I'm a extroverted introvert, and I thrive off of energy of other people yeah. and conversations and everything, and align with that. But um, I've become extremely introverted, not extremely introverted, but I've learned to enjoy my introvertedness. Um, yeah. A lot more. I love taking time for myself just to be away from it all. Just to take in the energy yeah. um, of the world that the world provides us. Because I'm not, it's I'm there. Not sure that introvert. That's just, that's just kind of healthy, right? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, no, I mean, I think that's what it is. Uh, I have a great balance. I have a mm-hmm. wonderful balance. I've got, you know, a plethora of friends that, you know, I can hang out with from different, you know, avenues. Um I have, I have sports. I'm always active. I uh, I've got the best dog in the world. You know what I mean. I I just my life is extremely balanced now. And uh, going into business for myself this past year, um, it's been extremely rewarding because I can, I now have full control over that balance. Um, so what what were some of the things that you did to achieve the the balance? Like what what were, were some practices or things that you did to define that? Uh, meditation became big for me. Um, where'd you pick that up from? Where would you, where'd you first learn of that? <laughs> so when I got into massage therapy school, basically is when I started to understand meditation. Okay. But meditation for me started back in high school. Uh, okay. During every football game especially, but... Every sport, football, basketball, and baseball, I'd completely leave the locker room or go to a back corner of the locker room and just take five minutes and breathe and slow everything down and kind of just take it all in, mentally ground myself, be in the moment, be in the present. Did you know that was meditation at the time or this was just like something you did? I didn't know that was meditation at the time. I thought it was just me calming my nerves as they'd call it um and i just thought it was a practice that i needed because i was i was a hype person (laughs) man uh the you the me you see today is not the me that i was in high school i mean i was i was loud boisterous uh excited always um you know i get the calm from my mom i get the the excitement and the loudness from my dad yeah yeah so, so you were kind of doing meditation. You didn't know what it was. Yeah. And then the uh, and then massage, massage school, school kind of opened yeah. Up to the, the that 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 changed a lot for me. Um, I was at the time I was in a relationship, and I was thinking about moving to California, and I just had so much going on. But I knew I needed to get through massage school first, and mm-hmm. so. And you were doing massage school back in Connecticut? Back in Connecticut, yeah. Um, and every every day, every um, every class in the beginning, we would meditate. Okay. And I grew to love it. Yeah. Like, if I got into argument, meditation. If I got into dispute with a friend, meditation. If I was too, like just on a high meditation to bring me down Mm -hmm. just um yeah i used it for everything and um 
it helped. It helped a lot because I was able to. I used to be stubborn and hold grudges and whatnot, and I'm just like, does it matter that much? <laughs> no. Are you gonna be fine tomorrow? Are you fine right now? Right. Yes. You know. So it really, it really did help to understand. It's kind of like a superhero learning their powers, you know? Sure. <laughs> it's like, it's a powerful thing when you can control it. So, yeah. so yeah, um, that's when I learned a lot about meditation and just inner strength, inner mental toughness. Um, like I said, I grew up with that, you know, just physically from back home. But, like, to understand it yet control it is a different feeling. So very different, yeah. 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 And I know you know that as well, which we'll get into, but yeah. It's a it's a beautiful thing. So did that meditation, seeing how that worked for you, did that open you up to being interested in, in other things in kind of that in that realm? Um interested in like the spiritual aspect of things and yeah. energetic aspect of things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um and I again, I think this is all around the time this was, you know, some early 20s, uh, like 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just started thinking different. Like I said, I had just did that four day stint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I, I saw things just going down fast. And mm-hmm. so, like, once I started just exploring the meditation and learning about energetic foundations in school and um, just the power, like, certain people feel it through religion. Mm-hmm. You and I feel it through energy and sure. the earth. And, like, so I just started becoming closer with the earth and the surroundings, the air, the, the ground that mm-hmm. we ground ourselves on, you know. Um all that kind of stuff. It just, I felt a shift to me utilizing the meditation and the energy intake. So, so it just gave you more of a gratitude for. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. I started to make, I started to make better decisions um, more naturally. Okay. Everything just became more natural. Mm. Um, I think. And I still think a mile, a million miles an hour, you know. Um, that's why I can't sleep at night. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, I, I, once I'm in that situation, I'm a lot better at controlling it now because I have that understanding to use my energy and my meditation. And I have things like podcasts to kind of block me out from thinking about everything else mm-hmm. and just being in that present tense. So. so one of the things that I noticed just as you were telling your story, like there were these moments when you were a child, when you were really young and you had no idea what the, for, now you're in like the, the formal meditation mm-hmm. and you're formally interested in energies and, and energy fields and how people react and with all those in there. But there was, you know, I don't know, three or four things that you mentioned when you had no idea what those things were, when you still reacted off of those things mm-hmm. whereas when you were a kid and you notice like, oh that's kind of a I don't know really what that is over there but that feels a little mm-hmm. dark a little shifty I, I don't mm-hmm. think I want that or or you know do, doing your, your little pregame ritual so yeah. like you 
that's what's always interesting to me. Like, do we have like natural inclinations for those things, you know, and then we just we, we realize them later, or, or yeah. do we all have those natural inclinations and some of us just, you know, pursue those a little bit more, and you know, something happens and we get interested to pursue those a little bit more mm-hmm. than others. But I just thought that was really interesting, just that you had so many naturally, yeah, you had those little inclinations, and you now we look back on them now. It's like, oh, I know what that was, yeah. But at the time, you had no clue. But still, mm-hmm. your 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 natural way to go was mm-hmm. was there. And don't get me wrong; it was always a battle. I mean, oh, still is. There's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of times where you know I went against that, and I was like, "Yeah, let's go do something stupid." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, "What are you doing? Like, you just you knew something didn't feel right. Like, mm-hmm. why would you go do something stupid? You know?" But. uh yeah, I just, it, it was, not that it was perception, because if you truly know me, I I don't want to disappoint anybody. I like to um, help everybody as much as I can and be there for every and anybody that has any kind of presence in my life. But um, for some reason, back then, I just, I didn't want to be like, guy that looked like a snitch or like that you couldn't trust because you didn't want to do this Mm -hmm. and so like i don't want to be friends with you or something like you know like i didn't want to be that guy um not that i was that guy but that always weighed into like the situation where it's like oh you could be the cool guy or you can Mm -hmm. be like not the nerdy guy but just like the i don't know the sketchy guy or like non-trustworthy guy (laughs) so i never wanted to be that either so i mean that had a lot to do with my decision making Mm -hmm. i'd say and there's a lot of things that you said too just comes off as you know didn't want to disappoint your family didn't want to disappoint your friends like there was just a lot of um kind of natural empath things out of you which i think you you certainly like capitalize on now like that is you know a big part of your personality now but yeah just just even at a young age when you didn't have any clue what that was. A lot mm-hmm. of your decisions and things that you did were based off of that mm-hmm. not wanting to disappoint the group or not wanting to disappoint your family, really, really feeling for others as opposed to yeah. just how things affected you. Yeah. I think that's kind of, kind of interesting. I, you know, that's a perspective I don't think a lot of us get. And I love <laughs> that you used that word because I completely forgot to mention that. Yes, I am an empath. <laughs> I'm a super ultra empath. <laughs> and um, I've also been working on that over the last, I'd say, Year and a half, really. I've tried to work on it prior to that, but the last year and a half is when I've really gotten better. As far as being better, as I don't want to say being less empathetic, Mm -hmm. but um, I kind of set my boundaries. Mm -hmm. I've learned to set my boundaries. Um, I went through a lot this past year. Uh, had three deaths in the family. Um, saddled in between that, one of my best friends got married and his father passed away as well. So that's like four yep. family members yep. that passed in a span of four months. Um, one to be my dad, and honestly, that was that was a dark place for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was difficult to work. It was difficult to work on my business. Um. I, anytime I'm going through something, I kind of isolate anyway, but 
I felt terrible for my friends because they just was walking on eggshells around me sure. and um it just wasn't me again yeah. and I and I knew it but I never been through this and you know you go from having two parents to having one parent mm-hmm. and then you have this fear mm-hmm. of like oh my god I'm across the country and I can't protect the other parent that mm-hmm. I have left you know yeah. and so it was just a real bad mental place and um I think that was the beginning of me just saying hey listen when you come back when you get back to yourself mm-hmm. um you've got to take more time yeah. for yourself um to deal with I don't want to be in that dark place yeah. again so that really that really was the turning point as far as taking control over my empath. Um, And it's doing well so far, obviously. I, again, my mind's always going a million miles an hour. And so I, you know, I think about all my friends and family and everything they're going through. And I check in, you know, sporadically. But I'm always thinking about everybody. You know, I'm always sending positive energy to everybody um but yeah i've just gotten better at taking more time for me and myself mm-hmm. so it's awesome yeah so you were in connecticut finished up massage school and then what was it about that made you make the big move so <laughs> my friends back home will say i moved for my girlfriend <laughs> But anybody who truly knows me, I went on a, I did one year marching band, freshman year of high school, and every other year they did it. Yes, you said marching band. I did, I did. (laughs) Hey, we had to do a music or an art. I can't draw. I can't sing. So I had taken marching band too. Band it was. (laughs) Um, Actually, you know, and I'll get into that another time, uh, but. Band was great. Band was band was a really good time, man. I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. And it brought me to this beautiful place, California, <laughs> man. Um, we came out to San Diego to perform in the Holiday Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it's all Disneyland and everything. And it was the year, I'll never forget, it was 9-11 that sure. year. Sure. Um, we came that December. And I I never liked flying anyway, Mm -hmm. so um, we flew, and security was tough. It was Mm -hmm. rough. Uh, But we got here. Remember, it started snowing before we took off back home, and it was probably like 10 degrees or something like that. We land in San Diego. I had my hoodie on. I had my, like, I'm all bundled up. There's palm trees. It's 80 degrees with a breeze. And I was like, in December? (laughs) <laughs> that moment I said I'm moving here I'm gonna live here one day so um I actually had a couple failed attempts I was supposed to move out with two of my good friends back home on two different occasions actually me and one of my best friends we had we had found a spot and everything uh we had a plan to we were playing poker big time back then and we were good too so <laughs> we got halfway to uh the price that we needed to, you know, last us three years out here. Or wow. not three years, three months. Sorry, 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 sorry. What happened to that? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right? 
that'd be nice. Uh, no, three months, and um, yeah, we <laughs> we got in a tournament, and then we went on a shopping spree. One of those decisions that I we didn't make the right decision, right. but anyway, we said we'll restart. Never restarted, and so, but again, that led me to massage, mm-hmm. um, and then. Yeah, no. So I had met my girlfriend. She had moved. We had split up. Um, both got in separate relationships, and then she moved from Northern Cal, your your territory, <laughs> to um, to Southern Cal, to San Diego. And so I came out and visited twice after I finished massage school. Um, and third time, third ticket was a one way, and yeah. I I moved out. Um. Stayed with her for a couple months, and then I moved in down the road with a roommate. Um, and then from there, I, you know, I said I can't go back. Right. <laughs> uh, listen, man, so many people from back home had moved for maybe a year, mm-hmm. two years. And I don't know, when people leave, everybody expects you to come back. Sure. Because yeah. it's just that yeah. small yeah. hometown feel. It's like, they'll be back. They'll be back. <laughs> and anybody who knows me is, I still have a level of stubbornness oh, where right. I was like, oh, I'm not giving them the, <laughs> the benefit of doubt. So um, I told myself five years. Like, that's what I wanted to be out here for, at least five okay. years. So, And we're on five and a half now. So <laughs> things just getting rolling. So, yeah, no, I... I wanted to be out here, man, uh, with massage. It's more it's more a lifestyle out here. Mm-hmm. Everybody's active, man. I've got clients that are 65 that run in Boston marathons or, like, you know, uh, triathlons and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, dude, this is, this is crazy. Like, you know, I, I love it. I thrive off of that stuff. So, um, yeah, just business-wise – Weather-wise, just a change. I needed a change. Um, like I said, I was still in that teetering around, you know, left or right at that moment. And I was like, I, I, I got to go. I was like, and, you know, the ladies out there. So, And we were on rocky terms. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I knew, like, there was a chance that we were going to split anyway. Yep. But, you know, we laughed about it later because we're friends. But, um she got me out here and I was like, I stayed out here. Like, so it's not that I moved for a relationship. Yeah. Like I, I wanted to move ever since freshman year of high school, yeah. just from a weather, from the views, from, um, once I got into massage for business purposes, you know, like there were just, there were a lot of different reasons. I, I displaced energy. Mm-hmm. It drew me. Yeah. Like I said, right away. Did you notice when you moved, did that make it easier for you to kind of, not start new, but be separate yourself from your past and kind of give you like more of a fresh point. Like, okay, now I can be who I really believe I am, who I really want to be. Did that make that easier? Move into a new spot? Absolutely not. Not right away. Yeah. Not right away. Um, it took me probably until year three, maybe midway through year three, and um. So fast forward, mm. the breakup happened. <laughs> uh, Thank you, ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I got myself into a situation. Uh, a roommate who was 
the situation wasn't ideal. Um, I'm not really going to get into that, but it wasn't ideal. And so I found myself just kind of oh, not alone. I had people. Mm-hmm. See, here's the thing. Everybody out here is so nice, man. <laughs> and when you come, you lived in New York, so you know. When, mm-hmm. when, when you come from that side... Everybody's got an agenda. It's like, why right. are you being so nice? You're not yeah. nice for no right. reason. You know? Trying to figure out what the wrangle is. Yeah. So it was just weird for me trying to understand people here. You know, I I talked to my friends back home every day. I, you know, I was home for a wedding three times a year. So, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, at the time I was like, yeah, I'm going on vacation. I'm going back home. I'm going to be happy <laughs> in my, like, in my environment, mm-hmm. you know? But, um, Year three, or year two, actually, two and a half, something like that. That's when one of my friends moved out here. Okay. And um, her household was amazing. And we just built this, like, family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had, like, a separate family from Massage Envy, one of my first jobs here. Like, they, re- they took great care of me, but yeah. I just wasn't fully open at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it, like... Like I said, it took me until about year three. Mm-hmm. Um, then I started feeling comfortable. I started making like true, real, genuine friendships. Yep. And um, but it just sucked because I was working to live. I was mm-hmm. working, 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 working. Right. So I was missing out on all of the things. And I'm like, well, what the? What's the point of being here mm-hmm. in this beautiful place if I can't enjoy it? Yeah. So, year three. Uh, or yeah, year three, about three and a half. That's when I met my roommates, and we decided to move in together. And they're part of that San Diego family mm-hmm. that I have uh, built through that roommate. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, uh, it'd been great. I just, I just started shifting. I was like, okay, like now I got full confidence in my craft. Um, I was like, it's time to start building a business. You know, I've, I've had too many people say, do you have your own thing going on? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, that's a, at a certain point, you hear it enough and you start to believe it. So sure. you're like, what am I doing? Why am I still like going crazy working three jobs? Yeah. You know, this, then the third. Um, obviously, COVID helps that happen. Um, you know, for as much bad as there, what came with that. Uh, for me, the silver lining was I started my business off of it. So, you know, just uh, year three is when I kind of just started feeling comfortable and in getting into this, like, San Diego as my sec- my true second home. Mm-hmm. So I'm very appreciative and thankful for you and all my, like, friends and family that I have out here now. Was well, it like your thing was about when you and I met, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <Over FX>. Yep. <laughs> so you mentioned like when you were here those first couple of years and you would go back home and feel comfortable because mm-hmm. you were in your element. How did you battle that with yourself when you were here for fighting that feeling to not want to move back home so you could be comfortable and being able to stick it out here? What was it that made you not give in to that I want to be comfortable and I want to go back home? Again, my mom. Um, I swear, I'm not a mama's boy. I just love my mom, but I'm not a mama's boy. I get it. I just love <laughs> Sorry. No, she's really shaped me, man. Um, I'll never forget when I, when I first moved. That, the night before, that week was rough, mind yeah. you. But um, 
she had she had told me she cried. Mm-hmm. I cried. Uh, you know, she told me she was proud of me for doing this and yeah. that she was happy that I was gonna do this. And um, each year, I mean, I talk to her one, twice a week or something yeah. like that. So uh, every couple of months or each year, I just check in. And I'm like. You sure you don't need me back home? You know what I mean? Like, and she's like, no, like, yeah, you know, you're happy right, right. now, and that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm home enough. Like, I'm home enough. I go home sure. three, four times a year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, she, her just telling me that is so knowing that she's good with me being out here. Mm-hmm. Um, that was big, but it was it was extremely hard because I love my nieces like my own kids mm-hmm. and. Leaving them and not being there, you know, on a daily basis as that, like, father figure mm-hmm. for them. That kills me. Um, so that was always one of the hardest things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just just leaving the family. My friends, I was fine. Like, I, I talk to my friends all the time from back home. Like, anybody who knows me, I talk to every, like, I keep in touch with as many people that matter to me as I possibly can, yeah. you know. So I'm, I'm not the best at it all the time, but I'm really good at it, I'd like to think. And a lot better than I am. I'm always <laughs> jealous about how good you are at that. That's like, that's Dude, it's, not, it's <laughs> not easy, man. It's not easy. And then, you know, you feel bad. I've had to, I've had to turn down a couple weddings of people I knew mm-hmm. for 25 years that are family yep. just because of, like, the situation of it. I, like... When I go home, I spend so much time with my family, especially now that I don't get to see my friends. And I never want anybody to take it personally. It's never that, you know? Like, I just, it's overwhelming. It, it honestly it came to a point where I started to hate having to go home because yeah. just the nerves of, like, who am I going to see? Like, who's, like, some of my friends, I haven't even seen their kids yet, or I haven't seen their kids in like four years. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's just like that type of stuff kills me. That's where mm-hmm. my empath, you sure. know, kicks in. But yeah, so first two years, I dealing with that type of stuff was was hard, man. Sure. Um, I said because I noticed, like for me, a lot of what I've struggled with was always wanting to find that feeling of comfort. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I was always looking for comfort more than I was looking for joy, mm-hmm. I felt. And I was like, oh, I don't like this, but I'm comfortable with it, so I would go back to it, or I would seek that out, as opposed to the willingness to be uncomfortable for a little bit to find something better. Mm-hmm. You know, So I just like I just appreciate that about your story so much. Like You were, even at a much younger age than, than I figured that out, yeah. you were out here and you were like, you were uncomfortable. Yeah. But you were still willing to be uncomfortable to yeah. find like your true joy and and find love and find your yeah, true my self, true self, yeah. <laughs> um, as opposed to just going back and seeking the comfort. Yeah, absolutely, and that that's exactly what it was. Um, I I knew I was strong enough to do it. To be honest, I one of the reasons I wanted to move as well was so I could kind of like you asked, start over mm-hmm. and not know a million people and kind yeah. of just be the the random person sure. like with like a small group of friends or something right. that's not me <laughs> i'm that out i figured it out finally i cannot do that i um listen everybody in my life are great people um 
and so it's just hard for me to just have somebody as a part-time friend or like yeah. you know something like that like once i'm connected to you we're connected <laughs> right. and like it's just it's gonna be that way forever so the more i started to get that out here um, which I'm glad that I got it out here because that would have tarnished my whole outlook on this place, you know? Um, I just... Did I, you feel like you were getting closer to maybe giving into that and wanting to go back home if you hadn't have found that at that time? I... Or you just committed to sticking out as long as it takes? <laughs> you know, that's a good question. I, I, I don't know. I was so... Right in the middle, right on that line of like, do I need to stay here? Like, am I just proving a point? Like, but then I'm like, no, I want to find myself. And I start finding myself and I start doing things like hiking and now golfing. And like, I'm doing all this stuff that I can't do year round back home or that I can't do in general. You know, like if we wanted to, it was very limited, my town, my state. Excuse me. So, um, if you wanted to do anything, really, you had to go into New York or you had to mm-hmm. go up to Massachusetts or Maine or Rhode Island or whatever. Yep. You know, you have to kind of travel to do like anything. Mm-hmm. And out here, it's just there. Yeah. So, I think I started to understand that and see that. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm committed. Yeah. Let's go. So. And I made the best decision. My friends have come out and visited, and they love this place off of one visit. Sure. I mean, because who right. doesn't, typically? Um, and they see how happy I am. They see how much I've changed. Um, not that crazy kid making dumb decisions anymore, mm-hmm. you know? i uh, become responsible. I've become... I'm joyful. I'm, I'm I'm thankful. I'm truly thankful. And honestly, as I, you know, referred to earlier, I've lost a lot of friends, a lot of family. Um, so the way I, not in a reckless way, I live like I only have this one life because we do. You know sure. what I mean? Like, and I don't know when my time expires. So. Again, just being in the present tense and then now, that's mm-hmm. all I have control over. Yep. You yep. know, so. I totally agree on that. I was always looked at, uh, read the things that just viewed death as just a great teacher. Not mm-hmm. something to be scared of or be afraid of. But we don't know when that, that is coming. And at the very least, no matter what your beliefs are, this is a very limited experience. Mm-hmm. And so whatever it is, like I say, just that, that, again, that idea of the present tense, we just, we're here now. We enjoy it fully. We enjoy everything that it is. Embrace embrace it all. Embrace yeah. the, the pain. Embrace the yep. unsureness. All, all of it. Oh, yeah. And because at some point, it'll be over. It and will. we'll miss it. It will. <laughs> you don't want to miss it, man. This life we live is a beautiful life. Um, there's a lot of bad, but there's a lot of good too, you know? And it's, we got a lot of work to do. We got a long ways to go, but. And even if, how much of that bad and good is just, you know, perspective. Like the difference between, you know, a life of heaven and a life of hell is really mm-hmm. just kind of the way we see it. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and I know you've done a lot of work to get out of the negative mindset where this is bad, this happened to me, and this mm-hmm. is awful, and to just embrace those things as just like necessary things that needed to happen. Yeah. Or this taught me this, so it allowed me to be here. Mm-hmm. 
at this point. Mm-hmm. And that's what's really beautiful about your story is just all the the tough, rough things that have happened to you that would have broken a lot of people and made a lot of people negative and salty and mm-hmm. abrasive mm-hmm. and very negative. You chose to view all those things as okay, they happened, and those things got me to here. Yeah, I think that's what I really enjoy, appreciate about you, is you not allowing that to take yourself away. You allowed those things to bring your true self out. And I think that's one of the most beautiful, just the most beautiful part about your story and why I enjoy and love you so much. It's just, you have every excuse in the world to be bitter and to be angry, and you choose not to. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I definitely appreciate that. And I appreciate you and our Friday sessions that have led us to this because I think it's important. I really do, and I look forward to you talking about your story, and look forward to hearing others talk about theirs, because we've all got a story, you know, and some will open our minds and say, wow, we got it really good, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) you know, so, yeah. Wasn't my favorite movie in the world, but I watched that movie on Netflix, the, the Don't Look Up movie with DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I love that. I just, the only part I really love was that, that line at the end where, where they were waiting, um, spoiler alert, uh, yeah. waiting for the end. And, and he's, he just said at the end, like, we really did have it all, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And I just said that, that made me cry when I heard that. I was just like, yeah, we yep. do. And, and it's always easy to forget. And I'm sitting here on the couch with, you know, my, my wonderful wife and, and our friends and yeah. everything. And yeah, I got it all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And that's the ultimate goal, right? Just finding that happiness, that joy, whatever it is for you, because it's different for everybody. So, yeah, again, just being present in the moment. This, if we're present in the moment, we are always going to appreciate that. Absolutely. And always going to like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. I've got it all. Mm-hmm. This is great. And not get caught up in our mind. For sure. So that's that's kind of the whole I don't know if lessons probably too uh, <laughs> grandiose or, or douchey of a word to use, but yeah. uh, that's just kind of what, what we're after, you know, for ourselves. And so, you know, we're just happy to, to share that too. Absolutely. Thank you for this conversation. I I always enjoy it. Always enjoy it. <laughs> okay, we'll here, stop on this one for episode one, and then we'll uh, we'll do do my spiel on on the next one. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.